Welcome to the Hey Boomer podcast, the live show that inspires boomers to recognize their own strengths and relevance through thought-provoking conversations with extraordinary guests. My name is Wendy Green, and I am your host of Hey Boomer. All right. Well, I am very excited about today's episode of Hey Boomer, and uh just wanted to ask you guys a question. Have you ever thought about setting a goal, something that I would call a big, hairy, audacious goal? And then have you ever thought, well, I don't know if I can reach that goal. You know, like something like, hmm, maybe I'll go to an Ivy League college or maybe I will... Um, buy a Jaguar, or maybe I'll do something crazy, like start a Facebook live, like, Hey Boomer. (laughs) right? And then you say to yourself, what am I thinking? Like, I can't do that. Well, guess what? Your belief is the reason that you are telling yourself you can't do that because you can. So today I'm going to be talking to Sally Dunbar. Sally is a real estate agent in Sacramento, California, and she's been working in real estate for about 40 years. But after beating breast cancer in the early 2000s, Sally decided to join the Susan G. Komen three-day walk, really just to get in shape. But something happened to her on that first walk. She had this epiphany, and she decided after that first walk, that she could do so much more than just get in shape. So she decided to start a team. And in 2015, she set a goal for herself to have a team of walkers that would raise $100,000. Imagine that. And Sally is gonna tell us the story of how they not only reached that goal, but exceeded that, and then where she went from there. So this this, um, conversation with Sally today is going to show you that if you believe you can, you can find a way. Every week, I am privileged to talk to guests about important, timely, and inspiring topics. There's a lot of research that goes into each week's um, conversation. Let me bring Sally back on. Well, she wasn't on before. Uh, Hi, Sally. Hi. Good to see you. And thank you so much for joining us on Hey Boomer today. Well, that was a great introduction. You actually brought tears to my eyes, I have to say. (laughs) Okay, well, we're just starting, so we may have more. (laughs) I I have Kleenex, so I'm okay. Okay, good. (laughs) Well, so when you registered for your first Coleman walk, you just were going to get in shape which is a good thing, right? We all, 20 miles is a long walk. So, but you had this epiphany. Can you tell us more about what happened on that walk? Yeah, just short background. Had breast cancer, 2005, took care of it. And I I just had things happen with business where people quit reaching out to me, I think, because they thought I was sick or, you know, yeah, leave her alone, don't want to stress her. And I'm like, I got to make a house payment. So I decided just to ignore the whole breast cancer thing. And I, I 
I would talk about it if you asked me, but I'm not going to bring it up. I'm not going to be the poster child, let me tell you. So a girlfriend asked me to start walking with her just for exercise. We did. Then Becky asked me to do the Komen three-day walk with her, and I had never heard of it. And here I was, a breast cancer survivor. I'm sure many of you out there have never heard of it. But she said, yeah, you walk 20 miles a day. I'm like, I can't do that. Oh, you do it three days in a row. Yeah, no, I can't do that. And you raise $2,300. Uh, no, I was not interested. But I Googled. I saw a video. And these were like normal looking people who were doing this. So I signed up. We did the full-on training. We actually got to where we could walk 20 miles a day. Shocked the heck out of me. But it's it's doable. We go to the walk, and I don't know what I was expecting, but it was like Mardi Gras party. I mean, cops are on the, on the side directing traffic, wearing bras outside their uniforms, wearing pink wigs. I mean, it is a Mardi Gras party. It was fun. The whole thing was just amazing. It was fun. It was in San Francisco. And when we got to the closing ceremony, this was where the epiphany happened. I mean, I heard a lot of stories along the way that were so moving. We get to the closing ceremony and they let you as a survivor, if you choose, you don't have to do this if you don't want to be outed, but you wear a different colored shirt at the closing ceremony. And we all walked in hand in hand in a in rows, right? And the rest of the walkers were there and they do what they call the Komen one shoe salute, where the walkers all take off one tennis shoe, one walking shoe, and they hold it high in the air and they salute you and they're clapping and they're cheering. And I'm like sobbing. I had no idea this was going to happen. And the, the first thing that happened was I looked to the gal that, whose hand I'm holding. And on my right, she's like a puppy. She's like 20 or 20. She's just young. And she had white blonde eyelashes. For some reason, I really remember her eyelashes. She just was young. And I looked at her and I just said, you are, you are too young to be here as a survivor as if I had to remind her of that. And that really struck me. I didn't realize you could get breast cancer so young. I just didn't know. Then that one shoe salute happened and I just got that they were not, they didn't know me. They didn't know Sally Dunbar. They were not cheering me. They were cheering each of us as a face of survival in the hope that if their mother or their daughter or they or their husband, men get breast cancer too that if one of their loved ones gets that diagnosis, it's not necessarily a death sentence. And I just got that. I mean, that was like, and that's when I came back and Becky Lund, who's my friend that got me doing the first one, she and I signed up. We Well, the next one I did was with my mother on her 90th birthday. So for those of you out there who think, I can't do that, I'm 52, I'm too old. Yeah, my mom would put you to shame. She did the walk on her 90th birthday up in Seattle, limping the whole way, but she did it. She didn't do 20 miles, but she did five miles the first day and four miles the second day. I mean, incredible. Anyway, we did, we, we, I did a couple more and then I had, I just got that I can do more. I mean, my first year, I just put it out there kind of casually and I raised $7,000. You only need to raise 2,300 to do the walk. I raised 7,000 and it was like, that was easy. 
So I just realized there is so much need. And, you know, we could talk all day about what Komen does and why Komen and the need for money. But I hit, how did they say it? I hitched my star to that wagon or I hitched my wagon to that star or whatever it is. I drank the Kool-Aid and just knew that I wanted to do more. So I did just what you said. I, I actually sat at the computer and when I registered myself, I, you have to declare your goal and it could be 2,300. And I thought, you know, you, what do you, you can do more. So I typed in 25,000 and I thought, you know, I did seven without even trying. That's, that's kind of a wuss goal. I could do that. So I typed in 50 and I thought, <laughs> that's pretty high. Uh, but you know, if I started a team, if I got people to help me, I, I bet I could do this. And I wanted to have new money. I wanted it to be new walkers, not like I'll get my other Coleman friends to come do this. So I tell you, this voice just came from out of the blue and it said, no giant achievement has ever been accomplished without a big ass goal that is just unreachable. So I typed in $100,000. I hit return before I had a chance to think about it. And bam, I was committed. So that was, that was how it got started. So this was your first year forming a team. You set a goal of $100,000. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I went from one to, yeah. Well, tell me how you did that. Okay. So I will, I'm going to say to all of you out there, I personally, I have two reasons why I want to do this podcast. One is I will not lie. I want you to join my team. <laughs> if you don't want to join the team, donate. We will have a link at the end. But for those of you who, you know, that's not in your cards. I hope that I can motivate you to believe that you, can, first of all, you can do something big ass, but get, find your own charity and figure out you really can do more for them. So, so I'm going to talk about how I did this in a way that I hope will be helpful for you, you know, in case you want to do this for leukemia or whatever, Boy Scouts, I don't know, whatever. So I had the goal, 100,000. I was like, geez, minis, how am I going to do this? So I figured, you know, I, I'm not going to myself raise $100,000, but I wanted to have new walkers, new money to Komen. So I just did the math. If I need 2,300 each, you know, I crunched the numbers. I figured I needed to have 35 walkers who actually do their, their fundraising because everybody ends up raising more than 23. It's just the way it works. So then I thought, okay, I got attrition. So I came up with a goal of, I need 45 walkers. 45 walkers. Do I even know 45 people? I'm fortunately I'm in a big real estate company, Lion Real Estate. Have to give a plug. Um, I started asking my friends. Well, Becky Lund, my my one who got me started, she if she hadn't signed up, I'd have been really mad. Um, Kareen signed up. I see she's on the call. Uh, Patty Gakatan signed up. Patty got her sister Judy, who Judy was pretty influential out at UC Davis as a big shot out there. She got some of her friends. Um, clients started showing up just i i just started putting it out there i put a link in my facebook signature or my email signature i started posting on facebook and the team started to grow yeah but like you said in the beginning when you thought about 20 miles a day i mean how many people were you talking <laughs> to that were saying like there is no way i can do 20 miles a day so here's the deal about that 
what I have learned is that everybody, I had all three considerations, but everybody has one of three or maybe two of three considerations. I can't walk that far. Yeah, you're right. You get up right now. If I go out right now, I can't walk 20 miles, but you just inch by inch, you, you start with three miles. That's one hour. Most of us with a little practice can get out there and walk up for an hour or slowly <laughs> walk for an hour. And then there's a, there's a six month training period where every Saturday and Sunday we had training walks or we have training walks scheduled and you show up Saturday. I tell you where to show up, what time to show up, wear good shoes, bring water. We're going to walk for an hour. Well, we do that for a couple months and then you start slowly increasing instead of three on Saturday, three on Sunday, we go four and three, then five and three, then five and four. It's a very slow, gradual. And honestly, if you just show up, you can do it. So I can't walk that far. And trust me, my 90 year old mother, <laughs> remember her. The second is I can't raise that much. None of us think we can raise that much, but if you take a look at some of the average looking people that you see in the Komen videos, they're not special. They're just people and they're doing this. How are they doing this? There's, if you want to do it, there's ways and we help. I mean, I'm not going to do your fundraising, but I have a hundred ideas for how you can do your own fundraising and we support you. The third is I don't have time. Well, I won't even give you the list of things that I do <laughs> and I still have made time. Nobody thinks they have time. Give up my Saturday and Sunday mornings. I know I can't do that. One of those three are what everybody has. And honestly, if you just trust that there is a way, but you just don't know what it is, we know what it is and we will help you. We will support you. And the moral of the story is just say, yes, you don't know how to do this. You're afraid. We're all afraid, but just say yes. And I'm telling you, you can do this. Sally, you mentioned the, um, how fun it is. May I show your video of your team? Let me show that now. Cause I think people will really enjoy that. Our team name is hands up for Hooters. Here's our team logo. <laughs> We're a cute little hootie L. <laughs> so you'll see some, we have hands up headbands you're going to see in the headband. Here we go. Yay. We are a team based in Sacramento. Walking and fundraising for Komen. We come from all over the U.S. Three days. Three days, 16 miles. There's Becky right there. She's got me started. Defeating breast cancer. Alan. You can do this. This is life changing. Um, do, you know, you never realize that you can do this. And when you walk 20 miles, it's so empowering. And you realize that you have so much power over everything in your life. And so you can conquer the world. If you're thinking about joining the team, say yes to the challenge. Don't get bogged in the details. We'll work them all out for you. That's what team's all about. Walking is hard. But not as hard as chemo.
that three day is not about 60 miles. It's about friends. It's about family. And finishing the job. It's about honoring our angels and discovering you are bigger than you think. Three days, every November, Komen Three Days in San Diego. 20 miles, three days. We are friends, family, and we are the Hands Up for Hooters team. Together, we can go farther than you imagined. Register, donate, or info at handsupforhooters.com. All right. What a great video. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, thank you for playing it. Yeah, so um, actually there's a question that's come in from Mike that kind of leads me into what my next question was. Mike asks, how many years have you been doing this and what's the total amount that you've raised? And thank I, you. I know, and I want you to talk about like 2020 was supposed to be your million dollar year. So just kind of add all that together in one question. So we did our first year, I set a goal of 100,000 and we hit 148,000 our first year. I mean, from zero, well, from 2300 to 148,000. There is the power of setting a goal and breaking it down. The next year, we had 230 walkers that registered. For your team? No, 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 no. 130 walkers and we made 230,000. That was phenomenal. So now we've, we, last year was our fifth year. This year is our sixth year. Our goal, we so far have raised over 800,000 as a team. 800,000. And most, I got to just say, most of our walkers were new because I, I don't want, you know, I'm not just dragging money into our team. I want new money. So <laughs> we this year realized, or last year, we realized that this year we can hit another 200,000 this year and it'll be our million dollar year, million dollar cumulative lifetime. And then our friend Komen <laughs> stepped into the COVID, uh, yeah. COVID, COVID. Uh, stepped into the picture and kind of, you know, knocked the wind out of our sails. They've, uh, Komen has had to postpone the four walks this year. We can't go flying into San Diego and bring, you know, 2,400 people with all their germs. So it, they've been postponed to next year. Uh, but we will, we actually may this year, if we, you know, if we could get, continue to fundraise, we could reach our million. But next year, we will hit our million dollar year. And I am honored to be doing this. I am so proud of my Hooter family. That, and it isn't me raising all this money. It's each of, like right now, we have 70 walkers on our team. Each of those 70 walkers is out there hustling, asking their friends. And Sally, I saw on your website that you have, you're going to have walks in Chicago and... 
Dallas, I think also. Yeah. So Susan G. Komen has four cities that they host the three-day walk-in and each walk is a three-day walk, 20 miles a day. They're, they're the same format. Um, so I do have the dates right here. Thank you for asking. The first walk next year will be in Boston. Boston. Um, I actually walked that last year. It was what a beautiful city. You get to see these cities. It's cool. So it's in August 20th, the August 20th, then, um, Chicago, Chicago. This will be the first time they've come back to Chicago in many years. They used to have a walk there. So that'll be in October, October 1st. Then Dallas is November 5th. Then, and we will have team walking in each of those walks, but maybe only two or three or five or six or seven, just small. Our big push, the big hands up for Hooters, Mardi Gras party happens in San Diego. And that will be um, 2021, November 19th through the 21st. So we fly in on Thursday. Um, most of us are from the Sacramento area, but honestly, we have a Canadian on our team. We have team members from all over the United States. So we will fly in Thursday, um, gather, you know, have a drink, just kind of get ready for the day. And then you walk pretty much all day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, you know, I could talk more about that format, but it's, but that's when it is. And it's fabulous. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you were um, written up in a book called Women Who Rise. And no wonder. Um, tell me about how you, how they found you to be part of this book and tell us a little bit about the book. So here it is, Women Who, I'm going to get it without the glare. <laughs> Women, I don't know if I can do that. Women Who Rise. There it is. Um, this is Kate Butler, Kate, but Kate Butler Books has put together a couple of books, women who empower, women who motivate, women who blah, blah. This is, I think, her fifth or sixth book, which is a compilation of stories from 30 different women. So in this one, Women Who Rise, and there was kind of two parts to it. One is women who have risen above some personal challenge or women who have caused a group to rise. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was... You know, I one of my friends had been in the book previously, and she was like, you need to be in this book. You need to be featured in there. So I didn't write the book. I wrote one chapter along with 29 other women. And But the book, I will say, if you just Google, it's on Amazon, Women, women Who Rise, and then put my name in, or you may get a book from, you know, with somebody else's picture on it or, or whatever. But it's easy to find. It's $14.99 on Amazon and $5 from every of my book sales goes to Komen. But the women, it, they're so inspiring. There's, there's a woman who talks about rising from her son's suicide. There's another gal who really is inspiring to me who was raised in a fundamentalist cult. And she now has a business where she helps you create a, a brand for your business. She had to figure out her own personal brand in life. Like, you know, you're raised from a cult, you break away. Um, you know, a woman who had to overcome the, the death of her father as a pilot. And she felt as a little girl's, the way we do things that she could have saved him had she been in that airplane and kind of mm -hmm. had to overcome that, you know, that trauma. So completely different stories. Everybody's got their own thing that they're going to write about, but it's a very empowering book. And right now with the pandemic, and with many of us just feeling, you know, it's a very inspiring time to, to have this book. So and yeah. my story is about the is about the team, about building and, the team and the impact 
on the individual walkers from just saying yes. Yeah. And your story in that book is great. It it is a very inspiring book. So if you all need some inspiration, um, that would be good to get women who rise and then put Sally's name, Sally Dunbar, so that your contribution goes to the Susan G. Komen. So, so let's talk about Susan G. Komen. What do they do with the money that's raised? Okay. So I, I have to say first, the, the organization came about, I'm not going to do a huge long history, but it came about little Susie got breast cancer and her sister, Nancy was devastated. And when she died, sister Nancy said to sister Susie, I ain't given up until I've done something because this sucks. And she ended up, this was like back in, I don't know, I think 82, I want to say, or 79 or something. She started the Susan G. Komen, you know, Susie, Susie G. Susan G. Komen Foundation. And to date, I don't know the exact number, so don't quote me on this, but they've raised over $3.2 billion for breast cancer issues. They are, and this is why, well, it's one of the reasons why I, what is it, hooked my wagon to this star. They are the largest contributor to breast cancer issues in the world, in the world next to the U.S. government. You know, you let that sink in, it's like, okay, what have what have you done since 1980? <laughs> I mean, I haven't done anything since 1980 like that. So what they do, of all their money, 25% of it goes to research, just pure, you know, Stanford University, Johns Hopkins, Sloan Kettering, you see all the, whatever you see, whoever's studying breast cancer, they apply for research grants and they, they have a huge team that evaluates these grants and they get research grants. The rest of it goes to a myriad of other things. Um, patient support, patient navigation. Um, they're doing, a, I, I won't have the right words for this, but some kind of like a genome type cellular level database that breast cancer doctors can tap into to try to you know figure. They're, they're really focusing this year a whole lot on women of color. I mean, black women have a higher percentage of getting breast cancer than anyone. And yet there is not as much participation just in the Komen walks. You'll see, you know, it's like, we need more black women on these walks. Um, so they are really pushing to get women of color more engaged in the, I don't know, in just the whole process. Um, so their money you know, it goes to many things. The part that just really connects for me is the research. And it's because when I went through my breast cancer treatment and every single woman and man who's gone through their breast cancer treatment has hopefully seen this, the doctors don't just go, well, you're blonde. Let's try this today. No, they don't just pull their treatment out of a hat. They base it on the research of the hopefully gazillions of women who have come before us who were in clinical trials, in research studies, and based on the facts and statistics of your specific uh, situation. So my feeling, I have two, two thoughts on that. One is if I get breast cancer again, if I'm a repeat breast cancer patient and I am 69 years old and I am this and I'm that and I blah, 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 I want them to have the research on somebody who's just like me to tell them how am I going to increase my odds of survival. That's personal, but almost more personal. I now have three little grandkids. And when my first little guy was born, he's now three. And I just, I just kind of looked at him and I realized odds are 
he may have a husband, but odds are he's going to have a wife. Odds are she has not been born yet. He already lost his other grandmother to breast cancer. This grandmother has had breast cancer. I just realized that I can do something to affect his life, his future, but will affect his wife's future. She's not even born yet. And I can do something today that will make his life and her life better. And it's like, okay, I can read him stories. I do that. I can save money for his college. Well, his parents are doing that. <laughs> There's all these things I can do as a grandma, but you know what I can do that truly will affect him, his life forever? It's empowering my team. It's empowering my team through what we're doing for Susan Komen. Anyway, that's kind of why. <laughs> that, and the, and I, I have been very involved with the, I'm on the, um, the three-day advisory board where they have a couple of walkers from each of the um, cities who we meet once a month, you know, on Zoom to, uh, you know, think of better ways to make the three-day walk better. I last year was invited and I went back to Washington, D.C. to a um, an advocacy summit. And that was, God, that was so powerful. And if I can, okay, here's something else that Komen does. They advocate for women. They advocate for health. So we were there. And I spent three days, two and a half, whatever, three days. And they trained us because I didn't know how to, what do you do with advocacy? They had four asks, four things that we were going to go talk to the senators and legislators about. Um, two of them, I can't remember what they are. But one of them was pushing for increased funding for the NIH, which is the National Institute of Health. Okay, that's not just breast cancer. That's not even just cancer. That is health. So their Komen is spending some of our fundraising dollars to advocate to Congress about why you need to, to fund for, um, you know, for, for more national interest in health. The other thing that really struck me, and I don't, it's too much detail, I suppose, but it's drug parity, which I'm like, well, really what's that? And it's, it's how, how cancer patients and, and any sick person who needs drugs, there's a big disparity between getting infusions, you know, getting chemo versus how you're going to pay if you take a pill. I had no idea. So mm -hmm. they're advocating for those two big things that are not even specific to breast cancer. They're specific to sickness. Mm -hmm. And so there's another thing that they do and very, very impressive. I was, I was blown away. I was just really blown away. Sally, it's obvious that you are so passionate about this and what you're doing. Thinking back to when you did your first walk to where you are now, how has this whole journey changed you? Hmm. It, I will tell you that every, that I, along with every member of my team, will tell you that they have been changed in profound ways and unexpected ways from health to probably one of the biggest is that each one of us is so much bigger than we ever thought, so much more powerful. Six, seven years ago, if you would have suggested to me, hey, I think you can raise a million dollars for something, I would have said, I don't think so. I'm too small. I just, I, don't, I wouldn't know how to do that. I don't think I can do it. Well, I'm freaking powerful. Look what I did. And I did it with 
<laughs> all the efforts. I mean, it, you know, it's not just me. It's, you know, I did this with these people. All I did was empower them. So I think a huge way it's changed me is it's taught me that I am powerful. I am way bigger than I thought. And every member of my team, if I could read to you the letters that they've written to me, that is a common thread. I will never again say no. I will never again say, oh, no, I can't do that. I, I have, I hope you don't mind if I segue into this, because I got to talk about some of my teammates and yes, some, of their, some of what's happened with them. I actually wrote, I, I, have, oh, I don't know where it is now. I had all these things I was going to make sure I told you, but I wrote a list of the, of the illnesses on our team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, no, I have it right here. I got to do this because I will not, you will not believe all these illnesses. We have asthma, arthritis, diabetes, peripheral neuropathy, torn meniscus, which is where your knees screwed up, hip knee replacements, hip knee need replacements, (laughs) irritable, irritable bowel syndrome, lung damage, bipolar, migraines, pacemaker, Crohn's disease, fibromyalgia, being 90, and pass out unaccountably and need to have a service dog with you at all times. Some of our team members have all of these, but all of these conditions are on our team. And every one of these people said, oh, no, I can't do that. Are you kidding? I have a service dog. Oh, no, I can't do that. I might have diarrhea. I mean, whatever, you know, I, I've got a torn meniscus. So here's one gal. I asked her, her, turns out her, this is Joan, and her daughter was in stage four breast cancer. Mm-hmm. I talked to her and Joan said, I, there's no way I can do that. I don't, I mean, I, I have a torn meniscus. I, I don't want to have surgery. And I said, well, Joan, can you walk at all right now? She says, yeah, we, we walk about three miles a day. I said, if you can walk three miles a day, just start. And just every day, just increase a little bit and see what happens. Talk to your doctor, but see what happens. So she says, okay. She completed all 20 miles, all three days in a row. And was a blubbering, sobbing mess at the end. Couldn't believe she did this and also felt her daughter with her the whole way. And her daughter ended up passing out or passing from breast cancer. We did lose her. We have, um, I won't say her name because I don't know if I should out her because I think she's on this video, but we have a walker who... Um, when she joined said, you know, I've got diabetes, I got peripheral neuropathy and I have a pacemaker. Okay. She's, she's like the poster child. And it's like, (laughs) just start walking. Can you do three miles? Yeah, I think I can do three miles. Okay. So just, just keep showing up. So she did, she kept showing up. And what is phenomenal is after, I'm not certain how long, but a few months or whatever, she goes to the doctor, had it, had had a pacemaker and a pacemaker. It's because your heart's going to stop, right? So the pacemaker keeps your heart from stopping. <laughs> After she started walking, her doctor, you know, they go in and they read whatever. They read your pacemaker. She had had no episodes since she started walking. They found her pacemaker. She now, okay, started walking, started getting in better shape. She's off her diabetes medicine. I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. Just getting in better shape. And fibromyalgia means you can't feel your feet. This was not a comfortable, you know, endeavor for her. We have, um, poor Kathy, I always tell her story and she, she's probably sick of me broadcasting (laughs) all over everywhere, but another one of our walkers who has lung disease 
from having gotten a virus in Texas or so. I hate to slam Texas, but I think that's where she got it. She has like 45% lung capacity mm. and is always hacking and coughing. And if she gets a cold, it turns into pneumonia. And then she's in the hospital and it's like, Bleh. she's like, Sally, I don't know if I can do this. I said, well, just, just try, just start. She could walk 20 minutes when she started. She worked her way up to three miles and then she just kept showing up. I was with her when we had gotten up to five miles. We were here in Fair Oaks. We were coming up from a river walk, coming up this hill at the end. And she, we get to the top of the hill and I'm dip, 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 yakking away. <laughs> she turns to me and she says, Sally, that is the first time I have walked up that hill without having to stop and gasp for air. So you're giving people the gift of the team, the gift of health, helping Pullman. I mean, there's so many wonderful things that it's you have. It's all good and it's done. all fun. We have so much fun. You too. So, so a couple of questions that have come in that I think are a good um, final area. Um, Doris, who has been completely inspired by you as a, a survivor herself, says, what are two to three primary ways walkers raise money? And then Susie asked, how would someone join the team? So I'm going to- I love her questions. Okay. I know, so I'm going to show this. Say, go to handsupforhooters.com. Handsupforhooters.com. Woohoo! Woohoo! Right, right there. You will get an email from me telling you what the next step is. If you can't remember handsupforhooters.com, if you go to, you know, just Google Susan G. Komen three day, it's actually the three day.org, but just Google that and sign up for a team and pick our team, handsupforhooters.com. You don't have to be on a team. You can walk alone, but why, why would you <laughs> I mean, be on a team? Um, what was, oh, so ra the Raising best the way to raise money is to ask. Nobody wants to ask, but here's the rub. It's not the rub. Here's the deal. Every one of you out there knows somebody who's had breast cancer, and it may be you. We all have been touched somehow in our sphere, in our circle, in our orbit with someone with breast cancer. You'd be shocked how many people, when I talk to them, that's what they tell me. People want to do the right thing. They want to contribute, and people want to contribute to Komen. They are willing, if you just give them the outlet, you'd be shocked at the people who go, oh, I always donate to them or thank you for asking me. I will tell people that for a $50 or more donation, I will dedicate a mile to their angel or their survivor. I've got people every year going, when, when are you going to walk for my cousin Susie? When you, when's this going to happen? So asking, sending out handwritten letters, sending out an email, however you want to do it. On a team, one of the things that we do is we have social events. So we've had um, Bunko, you know, somebody will host a Bunko party and we all pay $20 to come to the Bunko party. And there's, if you get 30 people, there's $600 right there. Um, you know, paint and wine parties, just martini parties, anything that you can get people to pay to come, we do those <laughs> things. So I actually have a list literally of a hundred different ideas, but it's not hard if you will just put it out there. And we have lots of suggestions. I hope that answers it. Handsupforhooters.com. That's how you Hands up for Hooters. Yes. So, so Sally, I always like to ask my guests at the end, what are one or two takeaways that you would like to leave the audience with? 
I mean, there's so many, so I'm, (laughs) I know. So trying to limit you to one or two. Yeah. 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 I think on a broader point, have faith that you can do whatever you set your mind to. The hardest part is setting the goal. The hardest part is just saying, I want to raise $100,000. That's the hard part. Then you just break it down. Well, how many does it take to do that? What's a list of ways I could do it? What are going to be my difficulties? How can I overcome those? You just break it down. And I would say that that is the biggest. The second is you are so much bigger than you give yourself credit for. You truly are. And a team like ours, okay, our team (laughs) can help you discover that. You know, we are here to support you and to help you discover that. And it's like, yes, we all have fear, but have fear and do it anyway. Just do it anyway. I love that. that? (laughs) I love that. You are so much bigger than you give yourself credit for. And that is such an important takeaway. So thank you, Sally. And you're what a great storyteller. Thank you so much for being on the Hey Boomer show today. You've had wonderful comments. Um, I hope you'll get to go back and look at them, but you have inspired a lot of people today. So thank you for that. Also, I wanted to tell you about my guest for next week. And her name is Lauren Brophy. And Lauren used to work on Wall Street. She had like this ridiculously high pressure job and super successful. And she and her partner decided they wanted to start thinking about their retirement. So they bought an old house in upstate New York and started renovating it as um, a bed and breakfast. Well, there was another building on that property that they decided to turn into what they called the candy apple shop. They now have two. And so it's a such a fun, another inspiring story of going from Wall Street to candy apples and, you know, how that journey has unfolded. So it's another one of those, if you can envision it, you can do it. Um, let's see, when I am not doing this broadcasting, I am um, a relevant retirement coach. I um, am intimately in involved with how important feeling relevant is. And so I have put together a a course and coaching for people that are looking to maybe slow down, maybe not slow down, but what does that look like once they're doing something else and how to make that feel important and relevant and meaningful. And that's what we are about here on Hey Boomer is making our lives mean something. And you certainly have shown us that today, Sally. Thank you. So C.S. Lewis reminded us that you are never too old to set another goal or dream another dream. So thank you all for joining us today. Let's continue to meet weekly. Click on the send me an email and I will let you know when uh, the next call is and the next show is. And I am so grateful for all of you. My name is Wendy Green with Sally Dunbar, and this has been Hey Boomer.